1: Only at BJ's.
2: Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. We welcome everybody at every campus this morning. Lift your Bibles out. This is my Bible. Let's wait until they can get the confession on the screen so we can get it together. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Encourage your neighbors. Say, you sure looking, looking good today. Hallelujah. Let's say it together. This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It gives me abundant life. I'm not just a hearer of the Word. I'm a doer of the Word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Hallelujah. Remain standing. Go to Jude chapter 1. We are in the ghost series. And if you were not here last week, wow, wow. Uh, You need to make sure that you get the CD uh, or what have you from last week, but we're just going to go another further. The first week we talked, and we're going to review it in a little bit, we talked about But Wait, There's More, and last week we talked about how the the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God, all of those are synonymous terms. It is the gift that keeps on giving, but today we're going to take it another further. Somebody say another further. Go to Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. And really, it's just Jude uh, 20, but for the sake of discussion, we'll say chapter 1. You got it? You still flipping? All right. If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. All right, I'll wait on you. This side of the church again. We had some issues with y'all on Wednesday. Jude chapter 1. Y'all got to come on with it, right side. Amen. Amen. I declare before this experience is over, y'all gonna be the fast side and this gonna be the slow side, amen? Not no, just okay, everybody gonna be the fast side, amen. Jude chapter one, verse 20, you got it? But you, beloved, say that's me, building yourselves up. Because see, some, some of the issue that some of y'all got is, is that you don't know how to build yourself up. And so you do things that are counterintuitive and counterproductive to what it is that you wanna accomplish in life. He says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. This is how, how you build yourself up. Look at the He say, You want to know how you build yourself up? Here's the answer. He says, praying in the Holy Spirit. Father you hear me and you always hear me Speak now in this house Father let a word loosen this place That gives us the capacity and the propensity Father to go into the dimensions of life That you have ordained for us to have I declare that I am speaking to a powerful people I declare that I am speaking to a triumphant people I declare I am speaking to a courageous people I declare that I am speaking to a victorious people I declare that I am not speaking to mistakes and to accidents But I am speaking to people that are more than conquerors. I declare that today by the time this word is over, people are going to be built up in ways that they didn't even know they could be built up. And people that came in here feeling depressed are going to leave with joy. And people that came in here with issues are going to leave issue free. And we declare that it is so in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, encourage your neighbors, say God's going to pray for you. Tell them God's going to pray for you. You can be seated. Uh, uh, we, as we're talking in this series, Ghosts, I want to just uh, recap very quickly where we've been over the last few weeks. Uh, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, or the Ghost or the Spirit of God is that Hebrew word ruach, uh, which just simply means it is the breath or the mind or the wind of God. In Hebrew, is important to know because that's what it would be called in your Old Testament. And in Greek, it is the word pneuma, which means the mind, soul, or Spirit of God. So in this series, we've been discussing that there are several misconceptions, misunderstandings, and just bad plain information that's out about the Holy Spirit. So you remember from week one, uh, we talked about but wait, there's more. We talked that there were three experiences that are available to you as a believer in Jesus Christ, or I should say just three experiences that are available, period. The first experience is where the Holy Spirit seals you, and this is where you are saved or born again by the Spirit. But then there's the second experience where you are filled with the Spirit. And remember, we talked about how the ghost lives in you. He leads you. He comforts you. He helps you. He schools you on the spot. He teaches you and reminds you how the ghost will convict you when you're wrong and how the ghost affirms you. Y'all remember that. Uh, We talked about the third experience that was available, which is where uh, now that you've been sealed and filled, as you go through the process of life and as you got to deal with crazy people and as you got to deal with crazy situations, y'all ain't saying nothing. Evidently, you don't have to deal with crazy folk. Y'all not... As you have to deal with life, as you deal with life, it's not enough to be filled. You have to be refilled. Y'all remember we talked about those three experiences that were available. And then last week we talked that the ghost is the gift that keeps on giving. Say the gift that keeps on giving. We talked about these three things last week that spiritual gifts are available. He's the source. Uh, We talked about how the ghost constantly matures you. He's the source course and y'all almost tore the torch up when we got to this last one he gives you power he's the force y'all 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 remember that we ended up talking about the power that the ghost uh, gives us and we're going to end this series talking about the power but today we're going to we're going to take a quick diversion uh, because there's something else that the ghost does somebody say there's something else Today, we're going to learn how to have God to pray for you. Now, it's one thing for you to pray for yourself. It's another thing to have your neighbor pray for you. It's another thing to have your bishop pray for you. But it's a whole nother thing when God himself prays for you. Does the neighbor say, you want God to pray for you? Some of y'all didn't touch your neighbor, say, evidently you, you, you can't hear me. Touch your neighbor, say, you want God to pray for you. Uh, that's so important because understand this you can only pray to the extent of your knowledge, Uh, someone else can only pray to the extent of their knowledge but only God can pray to the extent of all that knowledge can possibly be, Uh, which means you can pray from alpha to omega but God has the ability to pray from omega to alpha Uh, you can pray from beginning to end 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, but God has the ability to pray from the end to the beginning 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 tell somebody, say you want God to pray for you now, now there are two ways that God prays for us, and he does this when we are filled with the Spirit, all right? And so you got to have be, been at that second experience, and towards the end of the experience, we'll give you an opportunity, if you've not had that, to have that. Uh, the first way, this is going to blow your mind. Look at somebody and say, it's really going to blow your mind. Okay, the, the first way that God prays for you, okay, for my note-takers, if, you, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. First way God prays for you. Watch this. It's going to blow your mind through groaning or sighing. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Because you're going to figure out why. If you grew up in the South, you know that, that the mothers would all, they'd be sighing and they'd always be groaning. and they'd, hmm, Help me, Jesus. And, they'd all be, and, 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 and you're going to figure out why they did that. I'm going to blow your mind. Did them say, this is going to blow your mind. It blew my mind when the Lord revealed it to me because for for years and years and years, this was taught, but it was taught incorrectly. Uh, Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. If you don't have a Bible, that's fine. You can look on the screens. We're talking about when God prays for you, which is the best prayer that there could ever be because he's got the ability to pray the things that you wouldn't even know need to be prayed about. He's got the ability to pray for things that you don't know are coming, but they're on the way. That, that, that's why when Jesus was talking to Peter, uh, he said, listen, Peter, uh, G- uh, Satan desires to sift you like wheat, but he said, I prayed for you. He said, I prayed for Now watch, Peter didn't even know that Satan was having a conversation with God about Peter. Uh, but when God prays for you, God can pray about the stuff you didn't even know was going on behind the scenes there, there's stuff going on that you don't even know nothing about, and God says, if you'll let me pray for you, I can handle that. Touch your neighbor and say, Let the Lord pray for you. The first way, this is gonna blow your mind. Okay, Romans eight, verse twenty six, you got it? Likewise, the spirit or the ghost or the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit also helps in our what? Weaknesses. Anybody ever have moments where you get weak? Come on, come on, be honest. If your hand is not up, you're weak right now because you're lying. Okay. We all have moments where we're weak. We all have moments where we know the word, we got the word, we got our CDs playing, we got our Bibles on our nightstand, but there are moments where we just say, Lord Jesus, God, talk. Why well, I always got to seem to be going through something. God, it seems like the moment I come up out of this, I got to go deal with this. It seemed like the moment I get this crazy person to act straight, this crazy one over here that I thought was cool, start. y'all not saying nothing. We all have moments of weakness watch this he says for likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know how we should or what we should pray as we ought why because we can only see from front to back we can only see from beginning to end we don't have the capacity to see from the end of something to the beginning so he says "For uh, we do not know how we should pray as we are watch this but the spirit himself who's that the ghost The Holy Spirit, the Ghost, the Spirit of God, all those terms mean the same thing. He makes intercession for us, which means he goes to God on our behalf, check this out, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, most of you, if you come from a church environment, some preacher got up and said, see, that's tongues. No, that ain't what that means. Now, let's look at verse 27. He says, now he, who's he? The Ghost who searches the heart knows the mind or knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the what? will of God. Let's read it again. Now, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. Now, take this out. He's saying God searches your heart here. We understand whenever we see the word heart in the Bible, it's talking about your mind. So he who searches the mind, he knows what the mind of the spirit is. In other words, he says, he's searching the stuff that you're scared to say something to God about. He's searching the stuff that you really don't know if you should pray because you really don't know if you want it to be fixed quite yet. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. And he goes to God and he makes intercession for you. The saints, that's just you. That ain't no special group of people on pictures with their fingers like this. That's you. He says he, he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You pray according to your will. That's just the truth. Because you don't pray a prayer like, Lord, uh, 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 like, like, Lord, I know this pays less, but this is where my passion is. You don't pray that. Teach, Teach. You pray, Lord, I'm just going to go do this because I need to make some more money right now. Okay, y'all, y'all going to act like y'all don't? Y'all, y'all going to act like that in church? Y'all going to act like that? We got the battle of the sides going. Cause... He says, the Spirit prays for you. Through groanings, which you can't utter in words, and He prays the perfect will of God for you. Now, now I know some of y'all are thinking, "Okay, Bishop, so what is a groaning?" Go ahead and give us the, the give us the deep the deep meaning of, of what a groaning is. Watch this? watch this? Groanings is is the Greek word stenagmos. Here's what it means. Well, oh my God, I, I'm I'm just going to run. I don't care if y'all don't get nothing out of it. I'm fine. I'm going to run. It means sighing brought on by circumstances creating great pressure or stress. Oh, my God. I don't even care if y'all don't get nothing out of this message. I'm good myself. uh, What's this? Groaning means sighing. Brought on by dealing with crazy, I mean, by... uh, by circumstances creating great pressure or stress. Now, I know what some of you think, okay, Bishop, give us, give us another Greek word for sigh, because you don't literally mean sigh like, <sighs> you don't literally mean sigh like I did when I opened my bills the other day. That's not what you literally mean, Bishop. You don't mean sigh like I did when I told my kids to be downstairs at 9 o'clock to be ready to go to church and they didn't come down until 9.15. You don't mean sigh like that, Bishop. Let me tell you the definition of Sigh. To exhale audibly in a loud, a long, deep breath, as in weariness or relief. To exhale audibly in a long, deep breath, as in weariness or relief. <laughs> Some of y'all, I told you it's gonna blow your mind because it's it's, it's it's gonna blow your mind. Take this out. So so, groanings means sighing. Sighing means to take a deep breath, as in weariness or relief. Uh, uh, in, 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 in the medical field, they say that sighing is the human body's way of releasing stress. When you're filled with the Spirit, even your sigh. Which sigh is going to be the fast side I just didn't know. When you're filled with the Spirit, even when you sigh, the Bible says that God is praying through you. God is praying through your sigh. And when you release your stress, the Bible says that God is praying. Th- Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. That's why the old mothers understood when they would sigh and hum and stuff. You didn't know what they were doing, but they knew that they were praying. The Bible says that when you sigh as releasing your stress, the spirit is praying through your sigh. I told you it was going to blow your mind. That's deep. That, that when you're filled with the Spirit, when, you, when you're filled, now, if you, if you haven't had the second experience, this don't apply to you. You're just breathing hard. <laughs> if you've been filled with the Spirit, okay, when you sigh, now, 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 I don't want you to get this impression to just start sighing and start hyperventilating and stuff. <laughs> when you sigh, see, when you get stressed out, wh- wh- what do you do? When you told people to do something one way 17 times and they still don't do it that way. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to me. That wasn't for you, that's for me. <laughs> what do you do? The Bible says that God prays for you through your side. That's how you made it through those stressful situations. And when you look back, you didn't really pray very much in terms of uh, what you thought was prayer. The only thing you found yourself doing was just, "Mm, I'm just so Mm, sorry." That's how you made it because you didn't even know while you were sighing, God was praying for you. Doesn't even say, that's deep. deep. (laughs) I feel so much better now. I feel so much better now because I just thought I was just sighing. I just thought it was like, God, you better help me. Help me, Jesus. Just help me. You're having them moments where you didn't know what to pray except just Jesus. Just do something. That was your prayer. Lord, you better do something. Just do something, Lord. The Scripture says that God is praying for you. And while you're doing that out of stress, God says that what's actually coming out is the prayer of his perfect will. So while you're stressed out and sighing about your bills, the Spirit prays through you that you'd get a budget. While 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 you're sitting there sighing about the future of your children, God is praying through you that you'd stop being a buddy and start being a leader. Okay, all right, I can see. Maybe I'll talk to the middle section because either one of these ain't hitting on They ain't, they ain't, they ain't with it today. <laughs> while, while, while you're sighing about what your future holds, God is praying that you would maximize your present. Amen. God prays for you when you're filled with the Spirit. When you sigh, you'll never be stressed out the same way again. Now when you get stressed out, rather than just being stressed, you're like, OMG, God, just pray for me. It says, groanings which cannot be uttered which means which means a further definition of this is is when you get into tough places in life to where you can't even utter the right words you don't even know the right words to say you don't even possess the vocabulary that has the capacity to identify the experience that you're having the scripture says don't worry about it god says i got a way to where this thing is so fail proof that you can't mess it up even when you think you're stressed i'm praying for you yeah. That's deep. It doesn't ever say that's, real deep. that's real deep. God prays for you. Amen. Through your sigh, through your groan. Notice it did not say through your moaning and complaining. It said but through your groan. Because 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 have you ever noticed that when somebody asks you something where it's a real tough topic for you to talk about, that that sometimes you make a bunch of sounds before you actually speak English? Yeah. You ask somebody, but well, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just really don't want to talk about that. God prays for you through your groan, through your sigh. So for all of my people who enjoy being stressed out, I got good news for you. God prays for you through that. And he's not praying to get you out of it. Ooh, (laughs) the whole church dropped out right there. He's not praying to get you out of it. No, he's praying God's perfect will. See, too many people want to be delivered from the valley not understanding you've got to walk through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. This is not, Lord, get me out the valley. Why? Because if I don't make it through the valley, I cannot apprehend what's on the other side of the valley. Which means if God keeps delivering you from your trouble, rather than letting you go through your trouble, you're going to have to repeat your trouble. Uh And I don't know about you, but I think there's some people in here that say, I'm sick and tired of repeating the same trouble, the same storm, the same... No, baby, just Lord help me walk through. Lord, just pray for me while I'm stressed out. Lord, just pray for me while I'm walking through it. Second way. Second way that God prays for you is through the gift of tongues. The second way that God prays for you is through the gift of tongues. Now, go to 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. Go to 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. I want you to look at this. I want you to look at this today. 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. Through the gift of tongues. Many people have been poorly taught or mistaught about tongues, what tongues are, how tongues work, all that. So so we're going to clear that up for you um, because this is powerful. When you understand that God has given us ways that transcend and supersede uh, the English language or whatever native language you speak, this is powerful. 1 Corinthians, where did I tell you to go? 12 and 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of what? Tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Now, in that same chapter of Corinthians, go to verse number 28. 1 Corinthians 12, go to verse number 28. I want you to see this. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations. What's the last thing? Varieties of tongues. Now... Tongues are still needed today. You maybe uh, were taught, if you came from a church environment, you maybe have been taught that tongues are not for today or that tongues are not uh, necessary. That's not true. Flip two, two pages over and go to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39. I want to show you that tongues are still necessary for today. And then I'm going to show you why you want to speak in tongues. Because some people look at it like, do I have to do that? No, baby, you get to. Oh, my goodness. Dude, if you had any clue what you were doing you would be beating the door down trying to, di- and if you couldn't, if you didn't have a gift, you'd fake the gift. You'd be Mitsubishi, Subaru, and Honda, Mitsubishi, Subaru, and Honda, 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 Hyundai, Hyundai, Tiburon, Honda, Tiburon, Honda, Tiburon, Jeep, Jeep, Drank Drankeriki, Cherokee, Drank Cherokee. You'd be trying to do it if you knew what it was doing. Now, let's look at this. We're going to look at the Bible. Okay, First Corinthians 14, go to verse 39. Verse 39, you got it? It says, therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. So that settles the issue right there that they are still for today. The Apostle Paul makes it so clear he gives a direct commandment. He says, don't you ever tell anybody not to speak with tongues. Got it? Now, 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 there are three kinds of tongues when the Bible says tongues. Remember, it says varieties of tongues. There's three different kinds. And let me just give you these very quickly because I want you to see this. This is powerful. Uh, The first kind is other tongues or languages. It's called other tongues or languages. Now, this is what happened. This is what happened while you're taking your notes. This is what happened in Acts chapter 2. Go to to Acts chapter 2 if you're not taking notes. If you're taking notes and you're not a good multitasker, just keep taking notes and look on the screen. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Now, uh, again, listen very carefully to me. Uh, this is other languages or other tongues. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Go to verse 4. <clears throat> and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost or the Ghost or the Spirit or the Spirit of God. And they began to speak with what What's there? other tongues which is other languages as the spirit gave them utterance. now uh, some of you say but, but, but bishop how do you know it was other languages because my reverend from 1984 told me that this is when people began to speak in in, in the holy ghost and, and everybody was walking around and they were speaking in unknown tongues and no your reverend from 1985 can't read verse 6. And when this multitude, uh, or when this sound occurred, the multitude came together, and they were confused because everyone heard them speak, say it with me, in his own language. Verse 7, then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? So here's what other tongues or other languages is. It's a gift. It's powerful. Uh, that this is when God empowers you to speak the language of another people that's not your native language for the purpose of declaring the gospel. Okay. Now we don't see the manifestation of this particular kind of tongue very often today uh, because we live in a very global. We live in a global world, right? So now you know you can go take Spanish for dummies, or you can take what's that that uh, that thing, what Rosetta Stone. You can get you some stones and, and roses and stuff, and you, can, <laughs> and, and, and you can figure out how to speak another language. You don't see the manifestation of this, but there's a deeper level. Uh, some of you have never uh, gone to school for business, yet, when you go to speak with business people, all of a sudden you have the ability to speak the. You know, <laughs> And all of a sudden, it seems to people like you've got years of business experience, yet you don't have a degree to say that you do. Why? Because you got other tongues. You got the ability to speak a language called business that you didn't study. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Isn't this powerful? So, other tongues means other languages, but it's not just Spanish, uh, English, uh, 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 Japanese, uh, 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 Mandarin, and so on and so forth. It it, it means having the ability to be able to speak another language in which you were not, uh, you did not study, or it is not part of your pedigree, or you did not have any education to support that. (laughs) That's why some of you have the ability to relate to anybody you seem to talk to, and you just think, oh, I'm just so personal. Baby, that ain't you. That's because there's a gift manifesting in you. You didn't even know nothing about. It's the gift to speak with other tongues. Which means you never could have been to a certain part of the city, yet you go speak to people in that part of the city, and people think you you know exactly what they're talking about. It's because there's a gift flowing through you, the ability to speak a language you did not study in. Okay? Now, that's the first kind of tongue. I told you there's how many kinds? Three. All right? Now, uh, uh, but we're not talking about that kind today, but I just wanted you to know that it's there. Uh, the next kind is unknown tongues with an interpreter. Unknown tongues with an interpreter. All right? Unknown tongues with an interpreter. Uh, another way to, call, to, to, to say this according to the Scripture would be prophetic tongues. Prophetic tongues. Okay? All right? Now, uh, in that same 1 Corinthians 4, uh, go to verse 23. Okay? We're talking about unknown tongues with an interpreter. Or prophetic tongues. First Corinthians fourteen twenty three. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those who are uh, uninformed or unbelievers, will they, not, will they not say that you are out of your mind? <laughs> First Corinthians fourteen twenty three. Thank you guys. First Corinthians fourteen twenty three. Not Acts two eight. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues or unknown tongues. Got it? Because if, if, if we're in Denver and we're all speaking in English and people come in and you're talking in English, everybody's going to know what you're talking about, right? Okay? Uh, if, if we're in Denver and everybody in here is speaking Spanish and people come in, you know, they're not going to be confused because, you know, that, that's, that's a predominant language in our city. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? All right. So what they're saying is if the whole church comes together in one place and we all speak with unknown tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed, those who have never been taught, or those who are unbelievers. What may that say that you are out of your mind? Amen. Now, for, the, for, for, for those of you that, 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 that think you know a little something about the un, unknown tongues, you we're going to talk about it in a minute, and then we're going to tear the church up and all that. Uh, for those of you that think you know something about it, if you didn't know something about it, and you want somebody to speak with unknown tongues, wouldn't you say, they're crazy? Amen. Amen. Yes. You'd be like, what are they doing? Who is Rototo? Who is that? <laughs> You'd be like, what in the world are they doing? That's what Paul is saying. The Apostle Paul is like, listen, if, if everybody is just speaking in tongues, if when you come into church and the preacher's on the mic speaking in tongues and, and you're uninformed or you're an unbeliever, they're going to say, you're crazy. You're drinking Drano. <laughs> but I go up to verse 4, that same chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. That same chapter, he who speaks in a tongue, we're talking about unknown tongue, edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies who? The church. Now, the word edify just means build up. He builds up the church. Verse 5, I wish that you what? All spoke with tongues. Now, that's powerful because this goes back to the whole principle. Some people say, well, do I have to? No, you get to. And the Apostle Paul says, oh, my goodness, I wish that you all did. But watch this, even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than who who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. All right, so let me make this very simple for you. This second tongue, prophetic tongue, is very simple. It's where a person speaks in an unknown tongue, and there is someone interpreting what that person is saying. You got it? Okay, so let me, let me paint a picture for you. It is not translation, it's interpretation, okay? So translation would work like this. Uh, if I had someone standing here and they had a mic and they were speaking uh, Spanish and we were doing a Spanish translation, for every word that I say in English, they would have something to say uh, that is, uh, correlates or, uh, to the words that I said in English. You got it? So if I said yes, then in Spanish they're going to say si. Very good, okay? If I said no, then in Spanish they're going to say Is it no? Uh, I thought it was something bigger, like you know, something with some S's on it or something. Like no says. Okay, 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 okay. All right. If 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 I said head in, in English, and then someone's in, uh, translating in Spanish, they're going to say cabeza. Very good, very good. I knew that one. I knew that one. I remember the pictures from my Spanish for Dummies. I remember that one. Okay. All right, that's, interp- that's translation, but interpretation, think of interpretation like interpretive dance. You ever seen somebody do interpretive dance where the song is playing, and while the song is playing, they're doing this? And so you're like, oh, okay, so when she's saying for every mountain, that's like for every mountain, like... <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's interpretation, not translation, so there is not a corresponding move for every word in the song. It's interpreting what was said see the difference okay so when someone's speaking in an unknown tongue and someone's interpreting the bible calls that prophecy because it builds up the church so that let me give you let me example so i could speak in an unknown tongue i'm not going to do it now because i want to explain it to you before i do it i could speak to an unknown tongue okay so for the sake of for the sake of our, our demonstration uh, uh my unknown tongue is, is going to be Mitsubishi Subaru Honda Hitachi okay all uh-huh. right you got it okay good so you don't know what i'm saying You have no clue what I'm saying. You're like, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Say it, Bishop. That's right. Amen. You don't know what I'm saying? But then an interpreter says, God is saying to us that by this time next year, you won't have any debts. Then all of a sudden, it's prophecy because it's now built up the church. So you're like, that's right, Bishop. Keep talking about Hitachi and all the rest of them and get them all, Bishop. Tekken in and all of it. Get them all, Bishop. Samuel? <laughs> Sony. Get, get, put them all in there, Bishop. JVC, JVC, JVC. Everybody understand that? Okay, now, now here's the last part we're going to get to uh, in terms of the kind of tongue. How many kinds of tongues? Three. Three. Okay, so we're, we're not talking about that one. I just wanted you to know what it is. So here's the last time. Unknown tongues or praying in the Spirit or praying in the Holy Ghost. All those terms are synonymous. Unknown tongues are praying in the Spirit or praying in the Holy Ghost. Those are all synonymous terms. Now, remember the verse we read in Jude. He said, building yourselves up, how? By praying in the Spirit, which means he's talking about this last one we're talking about, which is unknown tongues. Now, you're still there in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, right? So I want you to just go up to verse, uh, go up to verse number one because I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 1. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Okay? Which means that we're going to talk about this, that if you don't have this gift, you can desire this gift. And you should desire this gift. And you should want this gift once I explain to you what it does. But especially that you may prophesy. Remember, we just talked about what that is. Verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue, an unknown tongue, listen to this, does not speak to men but to God. (laughs) <laughs> for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, 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 that first one blew your mind, this is going to probably blow your mind bigger. Amen. So you ain't going to have no mind left by the time we, we get out of here. This just going to have blown everything up, okay? So, so, so now watch this. The scripture says that when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are not talking to your neighbor. It's not designed for your neighbor. It is designed so that God in you can speak to God in heaven. Okay, no, 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 you, you didn't hear what I said. Now, 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 now before, before I get there, let me just give you, give you some more technical things here. Speaking in unknown tongues is a gift. Say a gift. Yes. Now, watch this. Everyone may not have it, but you can have it if you desire it by asking for it. Some of you, again, maybe come from a church background where they say the only way that you know that you're filled with the Holy Ghost, and and people would say it like this, I'm baptized with the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's great. That's one kind of evidence, but that's not all the evidence. It's a kind of evidence, but it's not the only evidence. It's a gift. Say it's a gift. It's an evidence of being filled with the Spirit. It's a gift, but it's not the only evidence. Now, check this out. This is powerful. I want to make this so simple so that you understand it. When you're filled with the Spirit, we've learned from this series that what happens? God lives on the inside of you. He's not out here. He's not over there. He's not over there. He's not at the Aurora campus. He's not. No, no, no. He lives on the inside of you. Think of that. The God that created the heavens and the earth and the galaxies and the universe and the stars and yet despite all of those great accomplishments it's the same God that says he knows the numbers that are on your hair. Each hair in your head has a specific number and when hair number 4,586,002 falls out, God says I took record of that. That same God that takes the time to know about your issues and know about your struggles and know about your pain and know about your insecurity that God makes a decision to live on the inside of you and when he does that think of it like this anybody got satellite TV direct TV or dish or that other thing that be, be coming on when you live far out and who's, who's right something like that there now check this out there is a satellite dish sitting on the top of your house or on the side of your building or if you live in an apartment building, they call it an MDU, Multiple Dwelling Unit. Um, either way, there's a satellite disc that's up there. And that satellite disc is communicating directly with a satellite disc that's in the heavens. That's in space. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, that's great that there's communication going on from the, in between the dishes but you don't get to receive the benefit of that communication unless you have a receiver box. Okay, I'm trying to give y'all a shot to get back in the game. Otherwise, I ain't coming over here no more. You don't get the benefit of receiving any of... Listen, they got 500 channels. They got pay-per-view. They got every football game. They got every, every basketball game playing simultaneously. They got all kinds of shows. They got so many. Everybody got a reality show. Your cousin them got a reality show. They got every kind of show you could possibly want. You don't get the benefit of receiving any of that transmission that's going on unless there's a receiver in your house. Let me connect the dots for you because some of y'all, just still ain't connected them on your own. That's all right. That's good. I got a pen. I'll connect them for you. When you're filled with the Spirit, there is a receiver box that's on the inside of you that has the ability to communicate directly with the heavens. When, when, when you speak, with an unknown tongue, or you pray in the Spirit, or you pray in the Holy Ghost, here's what's literally happening. Here's what's literally happening. God in you is praying what He knows you don't have the faith to pray. It's real quiet in the church. Uh, uh, Mr. What do you mean What I don't have the faith to pray? Because if you knew what you were praying, you wouldn't pray it because He's praying, again, His perfect will. So he's not praying that you get out of the trouble. He's praying that you'd be strengthened in it. He's not praying that they would treat you better. He's praying that you learn how to be better in spite of how. He's praying. He's, He's talking to himself. Sometimes it takes God to believe God. So you're getting a direct communication from inside of you. To God Himself, God prays through you to Himself. Yes, yes. Touch your neighbor. Say that's powerful. that's powerful. But can I can I tell you some more? Can I tell you some more? Yes, can I tell you some yes, more? Because yes. somebody said, well, Bishop, why do we need to do this? Why, why why do we need this gift? You know, this sounds neat and this sounds great and it sounds real deep and spiritual, but listen, that's weird." And I'm not in all that weird stuff. I just want to come to church and sit down and pay my tithes and go. Home. That's just weird. Why do you got to do all this? Well, that's weird. Listen, you don't look, listen. Let me let me remind you. This is a gift. And if you want to be foolish enough to not want a gift, that's on you. So I don't want you to think, I don't at all want you to think that, that, that I'm saying you have to do this or you need to do this. What I'm telling you is that this is a benefit. Let me tell you why it's a benefit. Because the reason there are things we don't pray like we should pray or the reason we don't pray in general the way we should pray is because of one thing. Come on, let's go back to our Spanish uh, translation. <laughs> m- m- head cabeza. Now, what is mind in Spanish? Come on, where's mind in Spanish? Is the same thing. Mente. Who? Mente. Lente. Mente. Mente. Mentos. <laughs> Juicy fruit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mente. Okay. Now, 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 watch this. Watch this. Well, see, I don't know Spanish, but I know Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> Nishama, <laughs> Uh-huh, y'all don't know that, huh? Okay, okay, watch this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now, now watch this. Now, now watch this, watch this. Your mind is the biggest obstacle to you. Who told you you got to be broke? Who told you you got to have messed up relationships? Who told you you got to tolerate foolishness in your family? Who told you that? Your mind did. Your mind did. Your mind told you that. Your mind told you that. So, Bishop, what's your point? When you pray in the Spirit or pray in the Holy Ghost or pray in an unknown tongue, you bypass your mind. All right, I'm going back over here because y'all, y'all got fired again. You're fired. <laughs> y'all got fired again. You, you bypass your mind. Bishop, how am I bypassing my mind? Because what did we just read? You're not speaking to men, including yourself. You don't know what you're saying. You have no clue what you're saying. But it's only a mystery to you and other human beings because God knows exactly what he's saying. And when you bypass your mind, now you have the ability to step into realms, watch this, of the impossible because your mind only prays what it perceives and conceives is possible. We're almost through. We're almost through. Let me, let, let, let me prove it to you. When you're praying, uh, when you're praying, not too often in our, in our prayers, do, do, we, do we ask to see the impossible? Because our mind doesn't get that. So, if your bank account says $0.14, amen. If you ain't never been there, then. Uh, let's just have an honesty check. Anybody ever been there? It's okay. You can be on. Shoo. If you ain't never been through nothing, please don't pray for me. I, you ain't got nothing that you can do for me. <laughs> It is your valley that makes you appreciate the height of your mountain. Yeah. It is your days of lack that makes you appreciate your days of plenty. Yeah. It is your days of challenge that make you appreciate what it is you're able to apprehend. Yeah. It is the cost you have to pay to apprehend to appreciate what you yeah. apprehend. Yeah. Now, now watch this. If you've been in one of the you have 14 16, your, your Your mind doesn't conceive the ability to say, Lord... Do a miracle. Lord, there's 14 cents in here. And Lord, I already got $378 worth of checks just out. Now, Lord, I didn't sign the checks. (laughs) Oh, don't look at me like you don't know that because some of y'all know how y'all cousins do. You're trying to delay stuff. But, uh, do a miracle. Do something miraculous, Lord. Your mind doesn't normally function that way. So, so you know what? You go to doing you go to doing whatever it is you can figure out to do. So you go calling this person, this person, this person this person, this person to, to, to go do whatever. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm making a point. Okay? Because it's, it's important that we're, we're responsible for bills we create. But, but check out, check out w- w- what happens when you bypass your mind. When you bypass your mind and God in you speaks to God himself. (laughs) When there is this direct line of sight communication between the receiver box that's on the inside of you called being filled with the Spirit and the Spirit himself, God then has the ability to pray something you wouldn't even have the comprehension or ability to pray for. So then the Spirit will then go and pray and put a demand on, 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 on cousin Betsy who owes you from four years ago and you forgot about it and she sure forgot about it see y'all not hitting what I'm saying and then the spirit then will go put a demand on that and then God will say now it looked impossible for you but that's only because you didn't know what I knew so when you bypass your mind, then the spirit can go put a demand on something. And then all of a sudden, cousin Betsy's calling you saying, you know what? I got that money and I'm going to give you a little something extra. Where can I meet you? And all of a sudden now you're like, how in the world did this happen? It's because you bypassed your mind and your intellect and the spirit had the ability to pray something that you didn't even know existed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The the Spirit of God has the ability to know things and to pray things that you wouldn't even realize or know existed. You wouldn't even know that your company is looking at promoting you. And you're trying to ask for, you're thinking of doing this and doing that. And you didn't even know that your company had in mind to promote you, but they were watching you to see how you work. And you didn't even know that. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost or when you pray in the Spirit, the Spirit now has the ability to put a demand. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to put a demand on something that you didn't even know was going on. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. You bypass your mind because your mind has limitations. The only reason that you don't do greater in life is because of what's in between your ears. So either, uh, the, the Scripture says we should renew it and transform it, and that's good, but that takes a long time. It takes a long time to get rid of a bad thought. Doesn't it? I can tell you today, you're a conqueror, and you can go home, oh, I'm just so depressed. <laughs> I can tell you on Wednesday, you're more than a conqueror. You go home, oh, I, I know I am, but I'm just depressed. <laughs> I can tell you for two years, you are more than a conqueror, 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 and your mind is still going to fight you. So, so, yes, we should renew our mind and transform our mind. All oh, that's good. But, but there's a quicker way. Somebody say there's a quicker way. The quicker way is just bypass my mind. Just skip it. And let my spirit and the spirit of God in me pray for me. Because he searches and he knows the mind of God. God, that's powerful. I'm talking us through this because I want to make sure you get a good understanding of this so that when you walk out of here, you don't walk out of here confused. Amen. Excited but confused. I need you to be excited and knowledgeable. Yes. 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 And they say, hallelujah, that's right, Bishop, but you need to know something. Right. Well, well, I it says, you bypass your mind, and God prays his perfect desire for your life. Isn't that powerful? Now, when, when you pray in the Spirit, you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Scripture says that you're building yourself up. Because some people say stuff like this. Remember we started the series? Ooh, child, I caught the Spirit I was praying in the Holy Ghost. He's not a cold or the flu. You don't catch him. You can pray when you have the gift. You can pray in an unknown tongue anywhere, anytime, any place. Not powerful. Yes. You, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be. Ooh, the worship was high, and I just start praying and done. That's nice. That's great. That's wonderful. But when you have the gift, you can do it anywhere, anytime, any place. There's not a specific atmosphere that activates the gift. If I wanted to bust out right now, I could do it. But it ain't gonna do no good for you. You ain't gonna know what I'm saying. But now, since I can interpret, I can interpret what I'm saying. But that's gonna be double time. Are you hear what I'm saying? When God prays for you, you are now able to tap into a place in life and tap into an experience in life that your mind would never have the ability to get you to. So here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Some of you in this place, you have that gift and you're gonna use it. Some of you, you don't have that gift and after hearing about it, you want that gift. You're going to get that gift today. And there are some of you that are saying, Bishop, I'm not ready for all that. I don't know nothing about all that. I think y'all are weird, and I think that's crazy. That's fine. We probably think the same thing. No, I'm just joking. i just joking. i just, 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 just joking. That's fine. You, you, it's a gift, so you don't have to get it. I'm just the kind of guy that any gift that I find out that's available for me, I won't. I'm the kind of person that when I find out that something's available for me, I want it. If I spent $20 and I can get an extra $10 in k bucks, I want it. I don't care if I'll never use it, I want it. If I can buy one and get one free, I'm getting it free. I don't care if I get it and give it to somebody else, I want it. And so today, if you want that gift, you just heard what it does. It's a gift of the Spirit. If you've been filled with the Spirit, the same way you uh, receive salvation, what'd you do? You ask. How did you get filled with the Spirit? You ask. How are we going to get this gift if you want this gift? You're going to ask. And what is he going to do? He's going to give it to you. Luke says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more? How much more? With the God that died for you and gave his life for you, how much more would he do for you if you ask him? So that's what we're going to do. Everybody stand on your feet with me. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we honor you for your word. Father, we thank you that you have made your precious Holy Spirit available for us. And we think that not only is it available for us, Father, but there's a gift that's available. It is the ability to pray in a language that we don't understand ourselves. It doesn't make sense to us in our natural mind, but it bypasses our mind. And the Scripture says that it is for us and it is for today. And that when we pray that, that we're praying your perfect will, your perfect desire, you are praying exactly what needs to be prayed. But we don't even have the comprehension or the ability or the intellect to even know what needs to be prayed. You have the ability to pray that for us. And so today, here's what we're going to do with your heads bowed and eyes closed. There's, there's three experiences we talked about in, as we began this series. Because I'm going to walk you through this sequentially so you do not get confused. The first experience is where you are sealed by the Spirit. It's where you are born again. It's where you, you're saved. It's where when you become a Christian. You make a decision to follow Jesus. The truth is, as the Bible says, no man comes to the Lord except the Spirit draw him. Something drew you to this place today. If you're on the Internet campus, something drew you to this place today. And if you do not know Jesus Christ, what drew you was the fact that God wants to have a relationship with you. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died in your place and he died so that you would not only be free from sin, that means every sin, every mistake, every issue that you ever encounter, it has been paid for. It is paid in full. You are washed whiter than snow. But he didn't just die for that. He died so that you could have an abundant life, which means you got so much life that you are bringing other people back to life. Nobody wants to serve your God if your God can't give you abundant life. But I'm here to tell you your God can give you life and life abundantly. Which means you'll learn to love and enjoy the skin that you're in. And you'll love to enjoy. And you may not have the best hand that was dealt to you, but you'll play the hand that you were dealt. You'll play it well, baby. God says he's going to give you abundant life. And today, if you don't know Jesus and you want to become a Christian, or number two, you know the Lord, but you've fallen away from him. You, sometimes in church, we call it backsliding. But the truth is, some people never slid up in the first place, so they never really backslid. They, just, they never got in the pool. So if you need to get in the pool with Jesus today or rededicate yourself to him, if either one of those is you, on the count of three, I want to pray for you because you need to have this first experience because before we get into all this other stuff we're talking about with the Holy Spirit and all that, we we need to just first get things right with God. So if you're in here and you need to become a Christian and rededicate yourself to Jesus, on the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Why, Bishop? Because people around you are making decisions that are going to affect their eternity. And we do not want them feeling intimidated or messed with because you're looking at them. Amen. amen if you need to become a Christian or rededicate yourself to Jesus Jesus loves you do not miss this opportunity on the calendar three throw your hands up one two three throw your hands up if that's you hallelujah, hallelujah. amen hallelujah. hallelujah praise God hallelujah. amen everybody in here I'm seeing says that they've had this first experience so for the sake of those on the internet campus I want everybody to pray this in case there's somebody watching that needs to pray this for the first time everybody sit this and say father In the name of Jesus, I confess my sin before you. I believe the Bible that says 2,000 years ago, Jesus died in my place, paid the price for my sin. Every mistake I'll ever make, he paid for. Every dumb decision, he paid for. Not just for my sin, but so that I could have abundant life. I choose and I receive abundant life in Jesus' name. If this is my first time praying this, I am now born again. I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you just prayed that, and you didn't raise your hand because I know I remember that game back in church where you wouldn't raise your hand and you needed to raise your hand and you're hoping they do what I just did so that you can still pray it too. I know that game. That's, that's cool. I understand that game. Then in a moment, we're going to give you some instructions on what to do. All right, but now we need to have the second experience. Now, last week, some of y'all prayed to have that second experience for the first time and I said, come, and you did not come. Do not do that today. Amen. Do not do that today. All right, because th- this, this, is, this is more than just church lingo. This is your life. How do I make it through the things I have to deal with? because this is my life. These are the principles that I put into place. This is how I make it. this is this is how I survive God praying for me. this is how I make it Jesus i couldn 't deal with the folk I got to deal with and not have God praying for me. My God, are you crazy? And I look over the lives of some of the great people in my life and I look that this is how they made it. I look, my mother, she made it because God was praying for her and God was praying through her. And she did a wonderful job raising us, but it was because she had God praying for her and God praying through her. So this is not just some church lingo for Sunday. This is your life. Tell somebody say, this is your life. life. right, and especially for my young people. You can have this experience because I had this this experience when I was a young person. I didn't wait to get grown to find God. I found God when I was a young man. So, the second experience is where you are filled with the Spirit. And if you've never been filled with the Spirit, you need to do that today. So, bow your heads, close your eyes again, because we need to get the second experience. And then we're going to pray for you to receive the gift of tongues. Then you're going to receive the gift of tongues. And then we're going to do announcements. And then you're going to give. That's what's getting ready to happen. You understand? Amen. Decree a finger that shall be established. I'm not trying to figure out what the Lord's going to do. I'm, just t- I'm telling you what he's going to do. You understand? Now, by his goes out. If you need the second experience, if you have never been filled with the Spirit, okay, how do I know? If you've never prayed the prayer, you've never been filled. It does not happen automatically when, you, when you're saved. That doesn't happen. Okay, it's a separate experience. If you need to be filled with the Spirit, where God comes and dwells and lives on the inside of you, when you need to do that, today is your day for that to happen. I said, today is your day for that to happen. Today is your day for that to happen. And when he lives in you, we discovered last week that he's going to give you power. He's going to to give you this supernatural strength and supernatural ability. You got to get the CDs because there's so much more that comes when God lives on the inside of you. That's how some of us act like Christians even when unchristian things happen to us. Why? It's because we got power on the inside of us. How do we press through tough situations and how do we press through hell? It's because God's living on the inside of us. With your head about and eyes closed. If you need the second experience for the Spirit of God to come and live in you and to fill you, to be filled with the Spirit, if you need that, I want you to throw your hands up. Throw your hands up right now. If you need that experience, throw your hands up right now. Hallelujah. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Amen. 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 Here's what I want you to do with your hands lifted. I want you to pray this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus I thank you for your word I've learned that there's greater than just salvation there's greater than even just being a Christian I found out that you can live on the inside of me and you can give me gifts and mature me and give me power and give me strength and supernatural ability and so i ask in the name of jesus that you would fill me with your precious holy spirit i declare that i open myself up freely to receive the baptism of the holy spirit in jesus name amen Amen. Real quickly, uh, put up Acts 19.6. Put up Acts 19.6. I want, I want to show you what we're getting ready to do because the glory is getting ready to hit this room. Acts 19.6. Acts 19.6. I want you to see this. Now, for those of you that just prayed for the first time to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I need to show you what has to happen next. This has to happen next. Somebody say, this has to happen next. To happen. Say it again. This has to happen next. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Okay, so if you just prayed to be filled with the holy spirit i gotta lay my hands on you the scripture says that's the way it's got to go now there's some of you in this place today that you've been filled with the spirit but you don't have the tongues you don't have unknown tongues and if you want them today guess what you're gonna get them if you don't want it that's fine that's cool you just need to learn how to be a better receiver amen but maybe you're just not to that place or whatever that's fine i'm just telling you the bible's right the bible's not going to change it's not going to change in a year in a year it's going to say the same thing it says today all right you say i'll do it next time next time it's going to say the same thing it says today why miss this moment it's not like we got to go watch the broncos play or any other team is worth watching who wants to watch baltimore (laughs) amen all right, now how many of you, you are filled with the Spirit, but you do not have unknown tongues and you want it today? Put your hands up. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Okay. Now, I'm going to pray for you. Now, did you see what we just read in Acts 19.6? Okay. All right. So what needs to happen is I'm going to have to lay my hands on you too. Amen. Are, are, can y'all, y'all speak the King's English? Amen. So lift your hands if, you, if you're filled with the Spirit, but you do not have the gift of unknown tongues and you want it. do not lift your hands unless you want it. Oh my God, and you want it. You want this gift. You want this gift. You want this gift. I said you want this gift. Lift your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I've heard your word today. I believe your word today. Unknown tongues is a gift that I desire. Your Bible tells me that I can desire spiritual gifts and I can ask for them and I can receive them. So in the name of Jesus, I receive the gift of unknown tongues so that I can communicate and bypass my mind. You're going to pray through me your perfect will, when I'm feeling down and when I'm feeling discouraged, you're going to pray through me. When I don't know what to do, you're going to pray through me. When I'm confused, you're going to pray through me. I believe and I receive that gift in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you pray to receive... The baptism of the Holy Spirit to be filled with the Spirit, or you're wanting to receive the gift of unknown tongues. get to either side of the stage because I need to lay my hands on you. The rest of you, you need to be praying and worshiping and praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. On either side of the stage, either side of the stage, you'll come right to this side because I need to lay my hands on you. The rest of you are praying, the rest of you are praying. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Hallelujah y'all come and worship y'all come and worship y'all come and worship very quickly come those of you that are waiting for me to pray for you just lift your hands and you begin to pray those of you that are praying just lift your hands and you begin to pray hallelujah hallelujah begin to pray Glory, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. 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 For your glory, we'll do anything. For your glory, we'll do anything, Jesus. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Come on, I don't hear nobody praying in here. I don't hear nobody praying in here. Hallelujah. 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 If you're waiting for me to pray for you, I want you to lift your hands. If you're waiting for me to pray for you, lift your hands. Why? So you can be in a posture to receive. Be in a posture to receive. Lord, if I find favor in your sight, Lord, please.